Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we have the great honor of having the Secretary of Education for Massachusetts, Paul Revel, here, who's also a member of the faculty at the Ed School. Welcome to the EdCast. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. So today we're talking about the 2012 election, which just recently occurred, and the various outcomes and how this affects education. And obviously, President Obama won re-election. Can you kind of show us what that's going to look like in the next four years, the different policies that President Obama and Secretary Duncan have been building upon, and what you're hoping that education will look like in four years? Well, that's a, that's a tall order. We, ju- we have just had an important election, and um, uh, President Obama was elected, and uh, I think there was a general endorsement in the campaign on both sides of a number of the policies that President Obama has executed in, in the field of education. Uh, however, it, it must be said that education wasn't a major issue in the campaign. Uh, if you were an average citizen on the street and looked at the commercials and listened to the debates, you would have heard precious little reference to, to education. Uh, many of the issues are, are deeper, more technical in nature, and the politics of the issues, uh, f- federal education issues, are complex. Uh, so uh, I think what we'll be seeing as we move forward is, uh, I hope, some resolution on the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, the No Child Left Behind, where we're already several years past the point where it was supposed to have been reauthorized. Um, there are significant differences of opinion on reauthorization of NCLB. Uh, There seemed to be consensus on some aspects of the law, but I'm hoping that the spirit of collaboration that we've heard enunciated in the past few days on uh, matters like the budget and sequestration will extend um, to getting down to work on on No Child Left Behind. One of the things that I think will increase the pressure to do that will be uh, the fact that the administration has begun issuing a wide variety of waivers. We've gotten one such waiver here in Massachusetts. Uh, There are a number of um, elected officials who have reservations about that as a policy, want that to come to an end. So I I expect that this will come to a head sooner rather than later and we'll get some action. But it's complicated. There's a lot of ambivalence uh, even within our respective parties, within the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, about what they really want in the way of federal action on education. You're, you're right about many people feeling that education wasn't as much part of the campaign, wasn't as much a part of the 2012 election. And when it was, people seemed to feel like it was sort of pandering, like when people talked about, oh, teachers are very important during some of the debates. Why is it that education isn't as drastic a part of these campaigns? Is it because it's, is it less important, less pressing, or not sexy? Well, I think it's education is important. I mean, when you, when you poll voters on the things that they care deeply about, Education always comes out near the top. Uh, The problem, I think, is that this was a national election campaign, a a campaign for federal office. And the the role of the federal government in education, which is a service that's delivered very much locally and grew from local communities on up in this country, uh, is not so much perceived to be a national issue. And I think the general public correctly assumes there's only so much a president can really do about education. And uh, for that reason, I I think people are much more, for example, now paying attention to what's happening at the state level in terms of state education policy and the kinds of standards that the states have decided together to approve. In recent years, certainly the federal government, arguably under President Obama's leadership and Arne Duncan, 
have played a much stronger role, to the chagrin of some, because, I mean, after all, uh, Mitt Romney, for example, was arguing, let's reduce the federal role in education, uh, while this administration has been strengthening that role. On the other hand, it's been strengthening the role in ways that, for the most part, are compatible with Republican thinking on accountability, on choice. Uh, on evaluating teachers and things of this nature. So uh, there are a lot of areas in which there are strange bedfellows on, on federal education policy. There are areas of uh, opposition which are highly technical and don't appeal to the general public. And there's a general belief, I mean, after all, the federal government only supplies 7 or 8 percent of the funding for um, elementary and secondary education, that the real issues happen at the state and local level. Obviously, Massachusetts is uh, a huge benchmark, a great uh, example for the country of how education can work well. Tell us a little bit, how, how, do you, how do you act as a model across the rest of the country to other states where they can not only just see and applaud what you're doing, but also learn from that? Well, we certainly are proud of our leadership on, on uh, many, many indicators of student performance in which we lead the nation or come at or near the top. But at the same time, uh, we're, we're very humble about that set of achievements because beneath those high averages are um, wide, uh, persistent achievement gaps about which we're deeply concerned. And we've, we're far from having solved the problem in Massachusetts. So we don't hold ourselves out as the model that everybody else should imitate. Rather, we, we try and say, you know, we've learned some things and we think we've done some things right in the past 20 years of our education reform history. And we're certainly ready and, and use a variety of different forums in which to, to share this information with others. But at the same time, we have a great deal to learn from others. We're uh, by no means where we wanted to be when we set out on this quest for education reform 20 years ago. We wanted, for example, to eliminate the correlation between socioeconomic status and educational achievement and attainment. And we haven't done that. We haven't come close to that yet. Nobody else has done it, by the way. But it's still our objective. It's still what we want to do what we ought to do morally, what we need to do in terms of our economic self-interest as a society, but we haven't found the strategies yet to get that done. So we're still very much in the learning phase and trying to figure out how to build the 21st century system of education. And it will have component parts that we draw from other jurisdictions around the country and around the world. Elizabeth Warren just elected new senator of the Commonwealth. Uh, is she going to be hopefully more of an education senator or less of an education senator than Scott Brown? I would expect that she'd pay more attention to it because she's sharply focused on issues that are of importance to the middle classes and uh, the quality of public education and the capacity to support high quality um, school systems and communities all across the Commonwealth, all across the nation. Uh, are, are very important to the middle class, so I would expect her to focus sharply on that. But once again, in that campaign, education was not a, a prominent issue. You are the Secretary of Education for Massachusetts, but formerly and still currently in so many ways a senior lecturer here at the Ed School and director of the Education Policy and Management Program. Biggest transition from the two sort of lives? Well, life on Appian Way and in the School of Education is um, um, a great privilege, and in, in certain respects it's a protected environment by comparison with the rough and tumble of the political world. So I love coming back over to the uh, School of Education because one can think and one can reflect and one can have uh, conversations with colleagues and with students about uh, strategies that we think are promising. And uh, uh, we're in an environment where there's a, 
an easy give and take and a quest for answers that will solve the problems of our day in education. We try to take account what, what research has to offer, what practice has to offer, what policy has to offer. In the world of public policy, of course, it's a political world, um, and it's, uh, it's very challenging, it's very public, um, and there are a lot of compromises that one has to make in order to get things accomplished. But it is the real world. And for all that we think about ideally what we do or rationally what we do or where the research would take us when we, um, when we think about issues and work on issues here at the Ed School, in the end, we still have to get those, um, those strategies enacted in a highly political environment. So uh, I, I find it uh, challenging and interesting and exciting uh, to have the responsibility of getting things done in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and taking good ideas, translate, translating them into policy, and pushing that policy down through implementation to make a difference in the lives of children. So if someone said, are you an educator or a politician, is that a question that you can't answer? I don't think of myself as a politician. I think about myself as an educator who works within a political environment in order to make policy that makes a difference in the lives of kids as well. And last question, in the spirit of Secretary Duncan playing basketball with President Obama on election day, did you play basketball with Governor Patrick on his election day? And are you as good as Arnie Duncan? Governor Patrick's avocation is architecture rather than basketball. And so I have never been able to handle a T-square, so I wouldn't dare to compete with him on that field. Secretary Revel, thank you so much for shedding some light on all things political and education. Good to be with you, Matt. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.